I'm coming out of my draft and I've been doing just fine Gotta, gotta do well because I want it all It started out with a trade, how did it end up like this? It was only a trade, it was only a trade Now I'm watching the game, but I'm scoring nothing While he's dropping the ball, it's running it back Now they're both of my team, and my stomach is sick And it's all in my head, but Dave's winning it all now He gets my first pick Stable, which is the pause at the beginning of this podcast, because I doubt that Byron's going to edit shit this week. I did. So if you're wondering why it took a little while to get into it, it didn't. I had to wait. I had to wait. I'm joined today by Tyler and Dave. Um, the aforementioned Byron Lafleur is not with us. Welcome to the playoffs, gentlemen. Ooh. Welcome to the playoffs. Welcome and goodbye for, for one of our goodbye. <laughs> Ooh. Hello, goodbye. That sensitive subject we're going to get into. Um, what did you make, guys? Guys, one week in the playoffs, exciting week. Tyler, give us a hot take. Hot take? Uh, you know, we had all this talk going into the playoffs about, oh, the race for the seventh seed. It wouldn't have fucking mattered. Nobody who was in the toilet bowl outscored any of the winning teams except four uh, or out would have won their matchup with Byron in the seventh seed, right? Not one team would have outscored the Iamsville cartographers. Uh, Breezewood Nuts had a pretty good showing. Uh, Lewisburg Luchadors at 110, but turns out it would have never mattered. Um, it was a fun race leading into the playoffs, but uh, all chalk in the, in the first round of the real playoffs. Yeah, I'd say uh, all three matchups, maybe – with the exception of one of the outcomes, but went exactly how I thought two blowouts and one, one close game that was uh, just painful at the end there. But, um, but yeah, two, two big wins and um, all chalk, all four division champs in the final four here. Um, I think Justin threw out the stat, but even though three of the teams were in the consolation bracket, the, Mahumi's division uh, went 4-0 last week. So another shout out to them for completing the sweep in, in week 15. Yeah, yeah let's, big come let's, up. Go ahead. A big come up for the Mahomes division, who all season we'd kind of ragged on a little bit for having a cupcake schedule, dodging the DD's division. Um, but then the DD's division goes one and three this past week. Uh, rough look, rough look for the top division all year. Yeah, but that'll happen when you send three teams to the show, you know, Tyler. 
Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, great to be, great to be in the, the top dog division this year. <laughs> well, let's, let, let's talk about the constellation bracket guys. Let's talk about that first. Um, we had, what would we have? Uh, three, three matchups, four matchups last week. Um, I mean, any surprises, any games to, that, that really stuck out to you? Um, none of them were really all that close. Uh, not, not really. I think when we set our, our dark horses for the constellation bracket, we picked the four teams who all won their matchups. Breezewood Nuts defeating Philly Citywide 128 to 95. Fancy Footwork crushing the best TDs 105 to 60. Uh, the Luchadors beating the home run hitters 110 to 86. And then the Manny Unk Loose Cannons. Uh, maybe a shocker there, but defeating Joe's Primo team 107 to 88. This is that team that just sneaks by these last three weeks. Manny Uncle's cannons, watch out for them. Yeah, they're they're not really all that surprising when you look up and down their lineup. They got they have two quarter three quarterbacks now. Um, they now have another running back that they just picked up thanks to the Jonathan Taylor uh, injury who had 24 carries last week. It looks like Zach Moss. I mean, if they were a dark horse before, they got to be an even darker horse now. Um, with the new running back um, so I think that is kind of the story of 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 kind of that that is him picking up another running back is going to be pretty big you know and then Justin has Justin is scary with Justin Fields it's just you know um, is this going to be the case and and he put up another 24 points this week yeah that to to Dalvin Cook and, and Keenan Allen starting to come on um, that's going to be a team to watch as well yeah and I actually think those two teams you just hit on are two teams to look at going into next year uh luchador's having their draft picks um and a pretty solid foundation uh especially with justin fields uh probably filling out moving into that like solid lock top 10 quarterback week in and week out uh next year could see that jalen hurts kind of rise um and then you look up and down his roster and he's got some pretty good value uh, he'll have to maximize in the draft but that team and uh and the loose cannons both with some young talent on good contracts yeah and and you know a constellation bracket doesn't really affect draft picks so loose cannons is uh slated to have a, a a top pick you know next year as well i believe right he didn't trade his pick away and and he's it's been a process, right? This is very Philadelphia 76er like trust the process. He's tanked a couple seasons. And um, I think he thought he was going to be closer than he was maybe as a year behind schedule. Uh, but you go into next year and you got to love what you're looking out of Trevor, seeing out of Trevor Lawrence. You got to think you're going to be able to get another quarterback uh, to add to this team in the draft with all the quarterbacks coming out and where he's picking. And then you got to like what you see out of some of his young wide receivers. So I, I do think you're right. This is a, uh, this is a team that's looking up. Jahan Dawson's probably someone to, to look at next year as well as, as having a chance. Um, so I think you, you're seeing a few teams here that, that are going to be competing next year and, and maybe, maybe winning some money here in the constellation bracket, but guys, that's, that's not what we're really focused on. Let, let's talk about, let's talk about the show. Uh, Scott, you know, was off, uh, played around with his lineup. So we don't really know what his, uh, his optimal lineup would have put 140 points on the board. I don't know if he would have started Russell Gage though, but still optimal lineup, scary team, um, and probably would have started most of those people in an optimal lineup. But they, but he didn't play. But he didn't play. Let's take a look at who did play. Anything jump out to you, Dave? Uh, I, like I said, I I expected the cartographers to win big. 
Um, I expected the street meet to win big. And, and obviously you and my matchup, Drew, came down to literally feet, if that, inches. We'll, <laughs> we'll, right to the end. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll, we'll start with the Imesville cartographers uh, over Mike Ryan. Um, everyone here, sad to see Mike Ryan go. Um, for Byron and for you two, I think you guys, you need like some, some confidence. You need some confidence boosters. I, I think I should like teach you a class or something, just give you guys a pep talk because all three of you uh, were on a little podcast text. Byron leading 141 to 70 texts us on Sunday. Jesus. Says, guys, I could win this week. Oh my God, I could win. Like he had doubled Mike Ryan's points and Mike only had what? Like I could, I could win. win. And he said, I, Oh could my God, win. I could win. So I got to build up Byron's confidence. I know it's in there. Um, and you know, he's not here to defend himself, but this has kind of always been, you know, Ben Byron, um, like too stressed to watch football, even though he's, he's probably checking his lineup more than anyone um, for you, Tyler. I feel like you're being drugged down by Drew and, and Byron because even you up like 40 something points and the RT sports gave you a 97% chance of winning. And you said, Oh, no way. Or you didn't say no way. You said, Oh, I think it's, it's a lot closer than, than 97%. <laughs> even though parakeets had, you know, no QB this week. Um, obviously Jarek McKinnon went off and, you weren't expecting those points, but even with that, you won by 35, 37. And then Drew, yeah, I, I, think, I, know, I know you played the mind it, games, but you conceded like seven times throughout the week, <laughs> texting me that it's over. I've lost. Even though my team put up six points the first two days, um, or sorry, prior to the, to the Bills Miami game, put up six points when I, I needed 40. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that, but um, I, I, I will stand by the fact that I should have been feeling pessimistic. Um, I, I will stand by that and we'll get into why. Let's take a closer look. I, I agree the, 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 the cartographer's matchup was a blowout, but let's look a little closer at it just, just to get a sense of, of where Byron's team is going here in these last two weeks. Um, and I've said it once, I've said it, I've said it a million times on this podcast. What makes Byron's team scary, right, is is just Mahomes, Jefferson, Kelsey. I, I said Taylor a lot into that. Taylor's RIP gone um before, but but those three alone give you a floor that is really, really, you know, bar bar none. And and I think we saw it last week, right? Yeah, sure, McKinnon. I mean, sure, you know, Mike Ryan had had a pretty solid lineup up and down. He didn't have any big weeks, but but Mahomes by himself outscored both of uh, Mike Ryan's quarterbacks and his first running back, um, and, and and maybe even add in Stephon Diggs. Um, so, you know, that's what makes him scary. Yeah, he's going to struggle to get really solid running back production without those two. He's going to get some, but not the the ceiling that you you expected going into this season. Um, but I think looking ahead to the next week's matchup, you know, none of those guys are hurt. Tyler, and that's got to put a little bit of fear in you. Well, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, looking at you, yeah, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail with the hammer, Drew. Uh, <laughs> his team is really powered by Mahomes, Jefferson, Kelsey all season. 
they've made up close to, you know, half of the points he's scored on the year. Um, we're due for the once a year, the annual uh, Travis Kelsey fumbles twice in the red zone Chiefs game. Um, we might not get it this year. He already had a dud in week 13 against Cincinnati. Um, that's kind of my, my biggest hope is that Mahomes and, and Kelsey come back down to earth against the Seattle defense that's been reeling for weeks now. So not a, not a lot to hope for there. Um, but yeah, that's uh, his team really, those three guys can just drive this engine and then he can pick up just a few points elsewhere. And that's what happened this week, even with Taylor going down early in that high scoring affair. Uh, yeah, he's still cruised the victory here. Yeah, um, nothing more to add. 71 points between those three players. Um, more than half of the 141 he put up. Um, the other blowout mention, like we, the other blowout matchup, like I mentioned, uh, Tyler Street Meat defeating the Puxatani Pensa Parakeets, one, uh, 141 to 104. Um, I'll just start by this. Congrats, Evan. Very impressive season. Um, yeah, I think we had written you off early. Uh, people were joking that you were just doing the passive tank and playing for next year, and, and maybe you were, but you stumbled into the sixth seed and put up a decent showing despite having no QB this week. Obviously, losing Kyler was big. Hurt DeAndre Hopkins' production, too. Um, really, you were both of those players. You were Kyler Murray having a good game and throwing to Hopkins away from, from pulling off an upset here with what the rest of your team did. And that that's not as far-fetched as, as it should sound. Yeah, no, not, not, not at all. And, you know, I think you, you look back, I mean, we went into this season and I think the two teams that everybody thought were the worst teams um, were Pensive Parakeets and Mike Ryan, right? And both of them were in the playoffs. Mike Ryan um, wasn't just in the playoffs, but but one of the the teams that I think everybody thought like if the, if the team hits its stride, could 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 go anywhere. Um, and and you know, go, I'll go back too to to Pensive Parakeets. You put you know Kyler Murray healthy on this team. You put that you you take back the AJ Brown for Romeo Dobbs, DJ Moore trade, and this team isn't just kind of good it's it's one of the best teams here when you add that to Hopkins Pollard what McKinnon suddenly doing what Mike White might do later on like and had had done like he's got he's got players there he's got players performing on his bench um that are giving him points um so so yeah I think uh he, he's he's not that far off Dave uh he had let's get into it six Running backs scored double digits last week. Pensive parakeets in uh, in that yeah. loss to Street Meat. Wild, um, and but that's about it, right, guys? But guys, <laughs> there was one more game, Dave. There was one more game. Um, as much as you don't want to get into it, I think we have to, uh, because the fans want to hear it. Um, this was slated to be the closest matchup. Uh, right, it wasn't the closest points total that went to Rockville Cartographer, I am full cartographers, and Mike Bryan separated by six points on this season, but we were only separated by 20 points on this season. Um, there is going to be a closer point spread for a season total during the regular season next week of 0.1 points, um, in a, in a matchup next week, and that is because 
of how this one ended. 105.98 to 100.32 without getting into specifics of how the game actually ended, which is wild. Basically, if I had been on the road and went against Dave and he was at home, Dave would have won by a hair. Um, so those three points um, didn't decide the game in and of themselves, but if they were flipped, would have. Uh, this was a close one, and it was even closer, much, much closer than even the score says it was. Um, and the score says it was ridiculously close. Tyler, break it down for us so that Dave doesn't have to. Yeah. Uh, coming out of Saturday, you got to feel at least okay if you're Dave. Saturday night, you get Josh Allen throws up 35. The issue is, and, and he talked about this on last week's podcast, he needed an even bigger cushion and Tua only getting 18 points in a game in which Miami, you know, they put up 25 or 29 points in that game. You generally, Tua, Tua's stats get bumped up in those games, um, but he just didn't ever push the yardage totals high. He didn't have that third touchdown to really get to that 60-point mark uh, out of those two players that he needed. Um, the, the biggest letdowns are – that zero points from Alec Pierce, Devonte Adams having 4.8 points in a game. The Raiders scored 30 points in, and I know their offense was only responsible for, for 23 of those, but still that's 24 points. And Devonte Adams gets four receptions for 28 yards. When Deontay Foreman gets 0.9 points, because on his 10th rush, he goes backwards by a yard, um, not even getting a whole point for Dave. Uh, the writing was on the wall at that point in that Pittsburgh Carolina game. And that went final. Um, I thought, and then come Sunday and, and Aaron Jones, was that Sunday night or Monday night? I Monday lost night. all track of time this weekend. Yeah. Monday, Monday night, night last game. Here, here comes Aaron Jones and Drew and I were talking before that game. Um, he's like, dude, it's going to be close. I was like, ah, he's got to get to like 24. I think I said, he's got to get to 24. It's tough to get to 24 points for him. Um, the way Green Bay's been playing lately. And with that touchdown, if he goes one more yard, he gets 6.1. One more inch. One more inch. Let me break down. Let me break down. He gets to that 24. He gets to that 24 number that they've needed out of Aaron Jones and Drew's going home. But instead, what we get is a free because. Yeah, no, it that drive was uh was not good for my my heart. A little bit to um, a point Dave made earlier about I, I should have had more confidence. No, I, I I should not have had much confidence on uh Sunday. Um I you know, I didn't expect Devontae Adams to have four point eight points. Um I I didn't expect Deontay Foreman to have point nine points. Uh, those two doing that um, um, really gave me an opportunity where leaving Sunday, I did feel confident, right? I wasn't 100%, but I, I talked to Tyler, I talked to Byron, I think I put it at over like 90%, like I should win this. Um, with Watson going and Aaron Jones going and me up 18 points. However, then Aaron Jones gets in the end zone, makes a tight game. Christian Watson doing nothing most of the game, goes to that last drive. And I think I'm up, you know, somewhere around the six-point margin, right? Um, maybe a little less going into that drive. It was a little less. It was like 
or point something points. Christian Watson gets two catches on that drive, including one catch that took him to the to the five, and it looked like he was going to get into the end zone. He did not get into the end zone. On the very next play, Aaron Rodgers, knowing that Christian Watson has a touchdown streak, tries to hot route him to get him in the end zone. And it's like he knows. He's just trying to get me a win and put this to bed. Throws it. <laughs> Christian Watson didn't get the hot route. Ball goes down. It's fourth down. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's fourth down. I win. And then they go for it. They go for it on fourth and two. I don't know why I didn't really make a big difference. I think they knew what was up and I knew where the ball was going. I was like, they're just going to hand it to, to Aaron Jones. And I'm, and I'm begging them to tackle him. Aaron Jones bursts through the line of scrimmage. It looks like he's going to walk in the end zone. It's tied up. The ball looks like it's about to stretch to the end zone. His body jerks up at the one inch yard line and he gets tackled down. They need a ball and you can't see a gap between the ball and the end zone from where they <laughs> snapped that ball. Um, and if he gets that extra yard, this game is Dave one. That's it. It's just, there's no hope. There's nothing else that happens. I just lose. Um, that's as close as you can get. Uh, and that's as close as this playoffs is, might be that. Yeah. Heartbreak, Dave heartbreak. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately for me, the, yes, it, it, it was close. Um, but it probably shouldn't have been, like you said, Deontay Foreman less than a point, Adams less than five, Alec Pierce puts up a goose egg, tight end position, I, I get less than five, even kicker and defense having their worst outputs of the season. So it was unfortunate, um, would have needed the miracle and, and almost got it. Um, like you said, coming down to a yard. Um, but again, if we could change things, like you make two probably easier decisions and uh you know you're you're beating me by 50 60 points this week um so you know what what can you do obviously if I had put in if I had benched Deontay Foreman for AJ Dillon I would have won this but again if I made a swap and you make a swap you're pulling away by yeah so yeah and and that that was what frustrated me too was that zay jones was in and out of my lineup the whole the whole the whole lead up to this game um including right at the right at the kind of gun for for san francisco and i, I talked myself into debo being out and and iuk is is going to be the the wide receiver when i might do that this week too i don't know um but uh zay jones was in there and also indy minnesota was a coin flip decision for me i i i i, I didn't was not really confident in either one of those i just went with the worst offense is in what i thought um but but those are both coin flips and and that was 50 some odd points yeah that i left on my bench so i have two fun facts for you guys as we get ready to preview the the final matchups here but um so this is the eighth year of the league in the first seven years, and no cheating, um, how many times has a player, has a team who has had a first round bye won the championship in the first seven years of this league? Can I ask a clarifying question? Sure. Okay. It used to be that the first and second seed had buys correct prior to yes, last year we we changed when the nfl changed so okay. prior to last year it was two teams had a buy and i'm gonna say three um I so was gonna, go ahead tyler i'll price is right drew and go with two uh so out of the seven times the champion has had a buy seven 
times. Wow. Every okay, single past champion has had a first round bye. Um, and yeah, so that's just, I don't know. That's just a stat in itself. Um, and a Rams are the best stat. Um, I've been in five championships. I have had a bye all five of those years. The three times I've made the wild card, I have lost. So uh, the key for my team, I guess, is that one seed or uh, don't make it past the wild card round. Yeah, I mean, when I I, I went, handicapped the winners with Byron um, off the podcast before the playoffs started, and I, I, you know, despite the fact that Scott's team, the Scrubs, have been dealing with some injuries, I gave them the heavy favorite just because they've got that bye and they don't have to win a game one week. They can just just coast in. So, um, yeah, it'll no, be interesting I, to see. I thought if you any, were going the other way. I thought them. you you tried to make us think that there were fewer than we thought. Um, but now that I think about it, yeah, you were for you had a one loss or two loss team a couple of times there. And those are definitely buys. And I know I had a buy and buyer definitely. Definitely. So that makes sense now that you say it that way. Yeah. We'll see if that streak continues this year. Um, Still has a shot. So you guys want to look at the consolation bracket? Do I? <laughs> All right. Let's start uh, a Mahomes versus Mahomes matchup. The Manny Unk loose cannons facing the Breezewood nuts this week. Um, I've got Breezewood nuts here as 16 and a half point favorites. We'll start with you, Tyler. Uh, does line feel right? And uh, which way do you lean? The line definitely feels right, right? We've seen Breezewood Nuts kind of turn it on over the past couple of weeks. Um, as they tried to get into the big boy bracket uh, and fell just short, um, getting to seven and seven. Um, but this team over the past couple of weeks, you know, you, nobody's going to write uh, songs, stories about Chris Moore, but He's got, what, 11 and nine targets the last two weeks. He's, he's the only wide receiver of note in Houston. Uh, that Tennessee defense has kind of crumbled. Uh, plus Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Jared Goff. This team sounds like a team that would make the playoffs this year. Uh, they just got off to kind of a rough start and had a mediocre uh, fumbling through the season. Um, on the other side, we already talked about the loose cannons, kind of a team we're looking forward to seeing next year. Um, with Trevor Lawrence and Chris Olave and Jahan Dotson in the lineup, uh, those teams could put up some points. Uh, the only downside for them is that uh, matchups for Lawrence and Dotson specifically, two of the players they'll be relying on to throw up some points. Uh, and even Jerry Judy, uh, they're facing – Lawrence faces the Jets, who've been great in the past game. Uh, Dotson faces the 49ers, whose defense is always good. And Judy faces the Rams, who, despite being down a little bit this year, still have that, that air about them. So I definitely lean nuts to cover here. Um, Drew? Yeah, no, I, I do too. Um, and – Again, I, I like a lot of the players here on on loose cannons from a future perspective, Olave, Dawson, Lawrence. Um, but 
but yeah, I, I think that, you know, um, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a little bit matchup proof. I think he's still going to put up fine points. I think he's just playing very, very well right now. Um, and I think that for quarterbacks tends to to come through. Zach Moss is going to give you some points, but you you just don't have the star power, the guaranteed star power that you you have on the other side when you, you talk about Tyreek Hill, McCaffrey. Um, you know, uh, Fournette hasn't even been bad. He he still gets targets in the past game. He's got a he's got a floor. And then Jared Goff um is is a guy who you can expect to get you 15 at, at the floor and, and somewhere higher than that. Um most likely and 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 they're playing well, right? So so I think those those are those alone are going to be enough to to drive him forward. I wouldn't be shocked if Loose Cannons won this game somehow. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked. It's it's possible if you have some floor games from some of these players, you're getting points from everywhere in a lineup. And that's that's to me is the key for um for an upset. And then you also have Denver D going up against the Rams, right? And that's another key for an upset where the Baker Mayfield is going to turn that ball over. I, I guarantee you. Um, and Denver's defense is one of the best in the league. So, so I, I think that that that's something to keep an eye on. But I would definitely tilt these wood nuts. So, uh, Jared Goff, we're about to enter Week 16 without looking. When did Jared Goff throw his last interception? Without looking. Without looking. Uh, week 11. Week eight. Week. I was going for 13. That's week 11. Yeah, it's it's week nine. He hasn't thrown an interception in, in six weeks. Um, we're seeing a different Jared Goff and kind of coincides with Detroit, you know, winning, what, five of six, six of seven, something like that, um, kind of turning their season around. Um, yeah. And they've Bre- faced some decent defenses in there too, so. Yeah. Um, Breezewood Nuts uh, sweeping the regular season against the loose cannons. It's tough to beat a division opponent three times in the NFL in fantasy. I think it can happen. I think it's going to happen. Um, so I'll give Breezewood nuts the, the advantage here. Um, you know, if, if I'm making this line 16 and a half, I'll just take the loose cannons to keep it within the number. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be a closer one. Um, but I think Breezewood nuts advances to the consolation championship. The other matchup on paper, much closer. Uh, I've got the line two and a half here. The Luchadors, slight favorites over Fancy Footwork. Uh, Fancy definitely turning their season around. Starting 0-9, uh, has won five of their last six uh, to be in the Constellation semifinal here. Uh, Drew, do you think the Fancy Footwork magic continues? Or do you see the Luchadors making it to the Constellation final? You know I do. Um, I, I, I do see it continuing, um, for, for, for two reasons. I think that they have, uh, about the same amount of, of kind of high powered players that they, that you see on the other side, when you talk about Justin Fields, Dalvin Cook, Keaton Allen, Kirk Cousins, Zach Prescott, um, Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, and really DK Metcalf more than Godwin, but same amount of high powered players. Um, you got some disappointments in there in ETN lately, but, but I look at the other side and I, I expect, some of his higher, more higher power players to not do as well. Um, Fields going against Buffalo and Allen with Indianapolis. Indy's defense, as maligned as it has been, has had its moments um, this season. It's not as bad. It has bad moments, but it you know when it gives up a thirty-three to nothing lead, that's pretty bad. Um, but it's also had some decent moments there too. Um, and the Chargers' offense is is, is just not um, you know. 
has not been firing on all cylinders. I don't think that that's a scary play per se. So like, even if he gets you 12 to 14 points, I just don't see him getting, getting a, a ceiling game from him. I think DK is going to have to catch balls. I think Dallas is going to have to throw the ball. Um, I think that we might have seen Minnesota just turn a corner a little bit um, in that comeback. I, I, it's hard to see you come back like that and not take a little momentum into the next game. Um, and so for those reasons, I think he's got the players that are just a little bit hotter right now. Um, and that's what I'll roll with. I think it should be a very even line. Um, I think it's a, it's a coin flip, but I'm going to go with fancy. Tyler, do you agree or you want to tell him why he's wrong? Listen, I've been riding the Luchadors bandwagon for weeks, and I will not be getting off that train now. Uh, Justin Fields has been incredible since he's since he faced you know Minnesota way back in Week Five. Uh, he's just been on a freaking tear, with the exception of the game he missed against the Jets. Uh, I, I think continuing to ride the Justin Fields trains should be enough in this close matchup right when you have the player when you look at both sides that is by far going to have the highest fantasy outpoint um i want to lean that way in a matchup that's a toss-up uh, but for fancy footwork i will say it's been good to see a team that just got absolutely smacked by injuries at the beginning of the year bounce back like this and then last week they get darren waller back and you saw him be a pretty decent part of that that Raiders offense it will be interesting to see exactly how close fancy footwork can keep this uh, but I I definitely lean luchadors here and it all comes down like I said to Justin Fields I just think another 30 plus point game from Fields and that's all the luchadors will need in an otherwise relatively close matchup yeah, if we think this is going to be a close matchup, it's it's the players who put up close to zero that could make the difference, right? Fancy footwork, Kyle Juszczyk and Kendall Hinton in the starting lineup. For the Luchadors, Terrence Marshall Jr., Mike Gazeki. those are probably the players that, you know, if they do something more than two points, could be a difference here. Um, Mike Gazeki, uh has one total fantasy point since week 11 and has started every game. That's the kind of output, you know, a, a guy who's actually franchise tagged, I think by Miami. So that's anyway, that's interesting in its own right. But um, I don't know guys, uh, you know, you, you guys are split. Uh, I guess I'm the tiebreaker here. I am going to lean luchadors. Um, and I think that we're going to see a couple swaps in this lineup. I think if Kenny Pickett starts, we might see George Pickens in there. Seems to be a favorite target of Kenny Pickett. And then that Terrence Marshall kind of player I just mentioned might get out of the lineup. Um, for fancy footwork, uh, I don't know, maybe like Robert Woods goes in instead of Kendall Hinton, but I don't think you're excited about either. Um Maybe you think going up against the Rams, you know, Judy gets shut down and Hinton has to get passes or, or Denver just doesn't move the ball. So I'm expecting a, you know, like 105 to, to 104 kind of matchup. I'll, I'll lean luchadors here. Um, I guess we can keep going. You guys want to keep going? Of course you yeah, want to keep going. I think we should. 
Let's talk about the reason everyone's tuned in. Uh, we're down to four teams, two of them on this pod. Um, let's start with the two three matchup here. Uh, on paper, the biggest spread of the, the two championship bracket games, uh, the Imesville cartographers, 13 and a half point favorites over the Monocacy Street meet. Uh, obviously, Jalen Hurts, question mark here, more than likely out, but but not a good time for that. Um, Drew, do you think Byron can can hold off Tyler and, and advance to a third straight championship game? Oh, I cannot hear you. I see your lips moving, but I cannot hear you. So I accidentally I, muted myself. Ah, there you um, go. Oh, there he is. But that explains it. Um, <laughs> I've been saying stuff this whole time. Um, I think it comes down to Jalen Hurts point. Um, and I, I, I think, I think he might. You know, I think he might um, play. Um, I, I don't think it's a given that he doesn't. Um, but I think we have to assume for now that he doesn't play. If he doesn't, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. And I do think there's also players to watch on the other side of the ledger, though, right? Kenneth Walker, J.K. Dobbins, both kind of hobbling through practices of late. Um, and that's got to give some cause for pause. But if but, but we're going to go with um, the people that are at least limited participants in practicing playing and Jalen Hurts not playing. Um, star power, right? I, I say it a lot, but Mahomes, Kelsey, Jefferson, I think, take byron over the top uh if hertz does not play i do think byron will win this if hertz does play i think tyler will win this it's it's just really that much of a coin flip this 13 point line goes to pretty much even i think if hertz plays um and i i think that's that's just the difference um and and i would favor tyler there so it's a kind of a cop-out answer but i think that's what it comes down to the guy who got him there needs to play since you're in this matchup, Tyler, I'll, I'll take it next here, and then we'll, we'll end with you on this matchup. But um, I think the Imesville cartographers, we, we've kind of seen this all year, that Byron in these down weeks finds a way to win. Uh, Byron, when he plays these big matchups, finds a way to put up and remind people that, that he is one of the best teams in this league. And even losing Jonathan Taylor, and, and sure that hurts, um, but J.K. Dobbins back from injury. Kenneth Walker, while banged up, probably back from injury. And guess who got activated off the IR today? Khalil Herbert. So um, this team has just kind of been willing its way to victory. Um, and it's just happened all season. Kind of gets lucky with these matchups for one reason or another and has outscored his opponent. Uh, and I think we're seeing that this week. Even if Jalen Hurts plays, he's not going to – I would suspect he doesn't scramble as much because he is banged up um, last week, rushing for three touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's what you get with Jalen hurt. So uh, I'm going to lean cartographers here. I think uh, unlucky for Tyler, this is not the time you want your best player to be hurt, whether he plays or not. Um, I used the word hurt or hurts like four times in this example. So that. That's pretty funny. Pat myself on the back for that, but I'm going to, I'm going to lean cartographers. I, I think they win this and, and make the championship. 
if it were just Jalen Hurts, I'd be feeling a lot better. But Nick Chubb has not practiced this week with a foot injury. Um, so we are now looking at two of the four most reliable pieces of the engine for this team uh, with big injury designations, um, not practicing uh, through the first couple of days of practice, uh, both having uh, Saturday games, I think. Yeah, both having Saturday games, a little bit of a short week for the two of them. With Hertz out and Chubb out, that 13 and a half points seems like a, a decently easy cover for the cartographers. But if Chubb can go, I, I definitely think I cover at that point. Right? I think this matchup is very close. Um, Byron, defending champion, definitely shows up in the big weeks. But... I'm not going to pick against myself now. I've been the highest scoring team all season, even losing you know, 35 points from Jalen Hurts last week. I still would have been right around the 110 mark, good enough to beat every team in the playoffs except for Byron, um, who I have to beat this week. And I think we can get it done. Uh, Lamb, Pittman, Amon Ross, St. Brown are nothing to sneeze at going against. Uh, I mean, Philly's got a good defense, but the Cowboys are going to be trying to win that game. So. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, this, this game really is going to put to test what I kind of opening the season when I was analyzing, you know, streets, streets, I kind of said, I think this team's going to get off to a hot start. Um, but I, I wasn't sold on their depth. Right. And that they, you know, something Tyler has, you know, as bad of a timing as this injury have, has, and there's no denying that for the rest of the year <laughs> has had remarkably good luck with, with key players, not getting hurt um whereas i think every kind of every other team left standing scott me um byron has lost huge huge pieces or multiple pieces uh for for significant stretches of the season and kind of had a roster that that, that went through it this is a task for Tyler. he's still you know i think is is showing right now even you look at this lineup with both of those players out and you put in kj osborne it's the lineup that can win a game. If the other team has a down week, it's really going to come down to that um, if it is. But I think this team is a little bit more depth than, than maybe I gave it credit for at the beginning of the season, but it is going to be put to the test uh, test here for the first time all season, the worst time uh, possible. Yeah. KJ Osborne outscored Nick Chubb the last two weeks. So it might be a blessing in disguise for you there. And, you know, Gabe Davis, we, we haven't seen it since week five, but, Bills playing probably the worst defense they've played in a long time. Yeah, and this is when this week. This is when Gabe Dave turned it on last year. So we can always hope uh, coming down the stretch here, he rekindles that magic. Um, that being said, what I what I foresee here, Tyler, and apologize in advance, but I see a cartographer's going into Monday night up about forty points and getting a text from Byron about how he's definitely going to lose. Uh, to your your Chargers defense and Michael Pittman only to win by like 25 30 so sorry that's that's kind of what I foresee this week for you if I didn't have to yeah. pick um, myself right if I wasn't if I wasn't so it. confident there you go you got to do that pick yourself Tyler yeah I'm picking myself I, I don't think that your take is going to be I think there's a lot of worlds in which yours is correct Finally, 
Um, we have. You uh, can't introduce. Aspect, one, you can't introduce. I, I do. I, I'm only introducing it for one reason. I think you're about to say the line is one point. We're going to adjust that line. Go ahead. Uh, so I am going to adjust the line. Um, but the one four matchup, the Frederick Scrubs facing Darnstown Drush. Um, right now, the Scrubs have Brian Robinson and Isaiah Pacheco in their starting lineup with Saquon Barkley. And Mr. I rushed for 172 yards last week, Ramon Stevenson on their bench. I'm going to make this a Scrubs minus seven lineup. Um, I'm going to move that line, Scrubs minus seven. I'll start with you, Tyler. Do you think that line's fair? Do you think the Scrubs can, can keep the bye week champion streak alive? Or do you think Drew sneaks into the playoffs or the championship? I've looked at this game quite a bit. Uh, and I definitely think that Saquon and Ramondre Stevenson are coming in here. I don't think there's a world in which Brian Robinson Jr. and Isaiah Pacheco, especially with Pacheco losing touches to Jarek McKinnon week by week by week, um, are going to be the wide receiver or the running backs that start for scrubs. If you're only moving it to seven, I'll, I think maybe that line should be a little higher with those two coming in despite whatever projections there are. Uh, Saquon gets Minnesota, who's been spotty, and Ramondre gets Cincinnati. Um, their defense has been good, but suffered some injuries over the past couple of weeks that have, have led to some setbacks, let's call them. That being said, I think that the ceiling of the Darnstown Droosh is higher right now than that of the Scrubs. You've got these big play potential players in Zay Jones, A.J. Brown, Christian Watson, Austin Eckler, Joe Burrow, even Zonovan Knight has put up big points in the past couple of weeks. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen the scrubs, and by a while, I mean just a couple of weeks, but it's been a while since we've seen the scrubs fire on all cylinders and put out this massive output. Uh, I know the Droosh was down last week and only got to 100 six points but that was with some lackluster performances and zay jones out of the lineup if you're saying that the spread is only seven i definitely like the droosh to cover here and i think i'm gonna pick him to win i think this Ooh. ends the streak Ooh. um drew we'll end with you so i will give my input now i agree tyler I think this is a different Darnstown Drush team than we've seen in the past. Um, not that they're better than their opponents necessarily each week, definitely not last week, but this just feels like a team <laughs> destiny. You know, week one, Devin Duvernay goes off for two touchdowns. What happens Monday night? Drew comes back and wins. And I feel like that narrative has happened over and over and over. When he played Mike Ryan, Mike fell just short. Drew won. Last no, week. no, no. Mike Ryan beat me. Whatever. Just let me let me go with my <laughs> rant here. Um, last week, you know, as, as Drew put it, we were one inch away from knocking him out, but we couldn't do it. Drew advances. So, uh, you know, there's just something about this team. I think Frederick Scrubs is going to play down to his opponent this week. Uh, I think you're wrong, Tyler. I think the Scrubs have a much higher ceiling than Drew's, but I don't think it happens this week. And I think Jerush comes in and steals one here and makes it to the championship. I don't know why. I don't know how. That's just what I see happening. Um, 
And before I turn it to you, Drew, I will say this. You're starting Zay Jones, AJ Brown, and Christian Watson. I am sure of one thing this week. We should all bet on Brandon Ayuk because on his bench, <laughs> this will be a week that he goes off. I don't know. Um, Hold your horses on who you should bet for. Wait for who you should bet for because this lineup has already changed a million times, is going to change a million more times. I don't know who is starting at that wide receiver. Christian Watson, Zay Jones, Brad Nayuk, one of those three will be on my bench. I don't know which one. With that said, before I kind of tell you how I feel about this game, this round is is really this is the test round guys right this is the round where you have these two upstart you know young gun teams never been this far in the league right and they're going up against royalty right they're going up against former champions teams that are at the top of this league most years right darnstown had a couple years off but most years um in the playoffs are at the top of the league you know um and and just just dethroned uh one of the dynastic teams in the league last year and, and in order to be the best you got to beat the best frederick monocacy that's what you have to do um last year frederick scrubs he had a chance right he had me in his sights he didn't have it he didn't have what it takes, right? And and he lost. And I don't know. I just, I, I have a sense. Usually I'm feeling pessimistic, but I'm with you guys. We're going to call this a, a, the pod going a sweep on this one because I have Scott's number. I'm just going to have Scott's number in the playoffs. And, and there's going to be a bitter Scott at the end of this because it's going to be two years in a row where I knock him out. One year in the quarterfinals, next year in the semifinals. And guess what, buddy? Next year, you can make it to the championship game. You can see me there. <laughs> and I'm going to beat you there. Um, that's how I feel. I'm going to talk a little shit because we don't do it enough on this podcast. We're too humble. Um, yeah, we're going to win. I'm going to cover. I'm going to lock in whatever the line is. And that's what I'm going to win by. Um, and, and let's go Zonovan Knight. He's the real deal. Oh man. I love it. Where was that confidence for the last 16 weeks? <laughs> right. I hear that. I hear that riff go off and I, I haven't seen this out of darn sound Bruce in a <laughs> long time, especially not in the text thread. Uh, it's, it's good mm-hmm. to see the confidence. Uh, I'd love to have Scott in the room right now. Uh, I think we reached out and couldn't get a hold of him for this. Uh, would love to hear one scott kelly rebuttal that uh because i think his team i i think dave you said this uh, you think the scrubs have a higher ceiling i do i think that maybe we mean different things like different yeah. thing i think that the the scrubs realistic score right week in and week out is their consistency score is higher with the their starting lineup but I think the big boom bust spread of Drush is wider, so to speak. Um, I think guys like AJ Brown, Zay Jones, and Christian Watson are all capable of those 25 to 30 point games. Um, I think Zonovan Knight, we already saw a, a, what, a 19 point game out of him? It, or a, two, sorry, two, 14 two points. Point, two games point near, near pretty, two pretty good games, a 20, near 19 point in it. Yeah, two pretty good uh, games without a touch without a touchdown in those games, right? Um, and Eckler has been down for a couple weeks. Um, you know, he had twenty two weeks ago, but it it hasn't been that thirty point burst that you can see from Eckler and then Joe Burrow there. Obviously, for 
the this matchup in particular, that Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase connection, Drew's hoping for just enough of it for Burrow to get some production and then for Burrow to look everybody else's way for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, no, I, I I am one one other thing to note about this. This has to be the closest. I I, I hinted at it before. Uh, matchup in terms of points fired on the season. <laughs> Darnstown Drew yeah, with sixteen eighty one point six two. Frederick Scubs with sixteen eighty one point five two. Um, so that yeah, they both get about one hundred twenty points on the dot every game. Um, but uh, but this week, you know, I, I I'm just gonna have to have his number. There is a lot of uh, this matchup's also going to be interesting because there are a lot of like interwoven players across the two. Um, like I said, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you've got uh, TJ Hawkinson. Drew right now has the Vikings defense in there. Um, Justin Herbert versus Austin Eckler. Yep, Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. The 49ers defense uh, on Scott's side, if you go the the Ayuk uh, route. That'll be in play. Yeah, they, these the two Brock teams. Purdy route. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A lot of same players in in matchups. Um, All right, y'all. Some housekeeping. Last week, defenses don't matter. Defense that gives up the most points. Um, Joe's primo team, Dallas Cowboys defense, um, got eked it out by a point, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that historic comeback in Indianapolis and all the points scored there was not enough, um, to, to give me some sympathy points for starting the wrong defense. Instead, Joe's primo team Cowboys defense gave up 40 points. My heart broke in both games. One, because I'm a Cowboys fan. And secondly, um, because I started the wrong defense this week, we aren't messing around. This is actually play, uh, your, um, Though actually we are messing around. I lied. Next week we're not. This week is you play to win the game. Team with the most starters that win their games. Probably the first tie is going to come out of this. <laughs> I don't think I thought that through. I just thought it was fun. Uh, but seems like a pretty high probability that there'll be a tie this week on this this one. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye. Not necessarily the case. Um, but yeah, well, that's, that, that's the uh, housekeeping for the week. We'll give a money update uh, at the end of the season after week 17's games. Yeah, I like um, Rams are the best to score the most points this week. Um, I think that's coming, um, at least for the loser, not in the main playoff prize. Um, and yeah, I just did some lineup switches. We're, we're going to try to win that side pot too. So Jameson Williams, you might get me zero points, but as long as Detroit beats Carolina, Notching a win there. That <laughs> <laughs> might play into my Tim. Uh, Tim, yeah. set your lineup. Don't forget to set your lineup. Uh, all right, guys. It's been fun. It's been real. Um, Dave, sorry for the heartbreak again. Mm. I'm really not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good luck to everybody this week. Uh, Want to give a, a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. And one special shout out to Kelly Cox, uh, associate producer yeah, for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, thanks for the Zoom. <laughs> you are loved, and uh, we appreciate you. See, I had it on my list to do. Um, appreciate you, Dave. But she kind of stole it. So, but yes, thank you for letting us use your Zoom.
Excellent. Good luck, guys. Absolutely.